0: There, Tom D'Antonio, Oregon Music News editor, here with another OMN Coffee Shop conversation coming to you from World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason. This time it's Denise Kavalcuk, who you remember as pretty much being the face of the late great All Local Music radio station KZME. You may remember her from her days at KABU. Also, weeks to come, we'll have drummer Carlton Jackson, blues singer guitarist Mary Flower, Doo funk King Tony Ozier, Third Angles Ron Bussinger, and others you haven't even imagined. Today is the day we reveal to the world just exactly what the cupping room is here at World Cup. It's where we record these things, and nobody who has come here can figure it out. Me neither. So I asked World Cup's Cameron Hager, and he told us, Okay, we're finally going to clear up the mystery of the cupping room, and we've asked Cameron Hager, a barista here at World Cup, to finally clear it up. Cameron, thank you for being here. appreciate it. You're clearing up this great mystery. Yeah. Um, The thing is, uh, we've had lots of guesses, some having to do with Chinese medicine, some (laughs) (laughs) off-color. So what, in fact, is a cupping room?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you asked. A cupping room is the room, aptly enough, where we come and cup the various coffees that the roasters um, roast. And so
2: what do you mean cup? Yeah, there's a, there's a process formerly formally called cupping where we
1: grind the coffee. actually, you you sniff it before it's ground, you sniff it after it's ground, you sniff it with water, and then you sip it. And it's the formalized process by which uh, roasters evaluate coffees both before and after they've been roasted.
0: And that happens in here. In this room. And therefore, it's called the cupping room. That's it. You have cleared up a great mystery, Cameron. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. Glad I could help. Thank you, Cameron, for clearing that up. Denise, you have heard Cameron explain, finally revealing the secret of what the cupping room is.
1: I had no idea, and now (laughs) I was wondering what was missing in my life. And that was it. Now I know, and I can now go forth right. and prosper in some way. And,
0: and, and you can tell the world. I can. You can just go up to total strangers and say, I found out today the secret of what the cupping room is.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, maybe I could start a secret club you could. Um, and somehow block out getting this out in the world. And only special people can be in the All secret right. cup, uh, club about the Cupping room. Yeah, and I have one
0: in your house. Yes, I have one in your house. Hey,
1: baby, you wanna come check out my cupping <laughs> room? I, I I might wanna use that. I don't know. Let me think about that a little bit more. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Well, you know, I milked that shtick just about as long as, as I possibly could. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it it was good while it lasted. Yeah, i, I yeah. got to find
2: a new shtick now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm here, I'm so excited to be actually in the cupping room. Yes. Yeah, and um, wow.
0: That's the famous mural. Yes. Uh, where I had Laura Ivancy in here, and she looked up at that tiger and said, that's me.
1: Yes. And that is totally her. I've met that woman. Yeah. She is a tigress. <laughs> Very talented singer.
0: Well, I guess uh, I, we should find out what's happening with you. I mean, you have uh, – we know you from KZME. Yes. And then from Portland Radio Project, and mm-hmm. you, before that, from KBU. Mm-hmm. And what What do you – What?
1: Well, first of all, I want to say thank you. When you <laughs> invited me to be interviewed on your <laughs> podcast, I'm like, why? But um, <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate it, so thank you very much. And thanks, everyone, who is continuing to listen to this conversation right now (laughs) as um, I talk. um, So, yeah, my, you know, I started in community radio pretty much when I first arrived in Portland, Oregon. Yes. um,
0: (laughs) You know, I talked to an ex-wife of mine last night for the first time in 10 years. Right. Then it was 15 years before that that I had talked to her. And she said Oregon.
1: still does, yeah. I got over that pretty she's quickly. She's not here. I mean, yeah, she she's yeah. still back east. Yeah. But. I went back east, you know, yeah. Oregon, and someone even there said, <coughs> Oregon? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I said, man. Oh, but here's a quick funny story. I think it's yeah, funny. When I first moved here, you know, I'm yeah. from Pennsylvania, east yeah. coast, and yeah. it's probably going to come out as I talk more right. and more, but um, went to the bar with a new friend of mine, uh-huh. and so I went to get refills, so... Went up to the bartender, oh, can I have a couple of Budweiser's and some water.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And so she, the bartender brought back two buds and said, what was that third thing? I said, <laughs> um, I want a water. And she's like, I'm sorry, I don't know. what What is that?
0: W-O-O-T-E-R, water.
1: I said, W-A-T-E-R, water. <laughs> and she looked at me and just said, sure, I'll get you a glass of Water. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so now we, funny. you, and I have that in common. I mean, mm-hmm. you've lost, you've lost your accent mm-hmm. pretty much. I've lost my accent pretty much, but it creeps back in. Every when I'm drinking,
1: a while. when I'm yeah, animated, I'm yeah, yeah. um, having a good time. They're people ba- say, "Are you from the East Coast?" Baltimore
0: accents and Philly accents yeah. are are quite similar.
1: I, I get also um, a Jersey. Sometimes I sound like yeah. a Jersey yeah. girl. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and they don't know exactly where to put me. They don't. <laughs> I figure it's in southeastern Pennsylvania where I <laughs> grow up, but yeah, uh, but yeah. they know it's over in that part of the world. Yeah, so every time it comes out, we have tasty cakes in common. Cheesesteaks, cheesesteaks, soft yes. pretzels. Yes, very
2: true. Right, very true.
1: But anyway, so when <laughs> yes. I moved here in the fall of 1995, uh-huh. um, I came from a, a very short stint of non-commercial radio at WXPN. Ah. which is public radio
2: yeah.
1: uh, owned by university of pennsylvania Famous but station. very successful yeah. uh public station and so different i was a volunteer i did some tabling and stuff and the then general manager i'm sorry the then development director vinnie curran was telling me about, oh, when you get out to Portland, you uh-huh. need to check out OPB, uh-huh. and there's KABU, Grassroots Radio. Uh-huh. Now, I was too embarrassed to ask what that meant, but I was pretty sure it was not a lawn treatment of yeah. any sort. But um, So Vinny, of course, rose up in the ranks, if you will, and he was yeah. in D.C. now, the yeah. vice president of something-something down at uh, – I think Corporation for Public Broadcasting, if Uh I'm not mistaken. But in any event, I took his advice, and as soon as I hit Portland, within two weeks, I found out how to get involved with OPB and how to get involved with uh, KBU. And as you can imagine, those two experiences were very different from one another. Very Uh, different, yes. And, you know, I had a lot of energy back then, you Uh know, and so I volunteered at both, plus worked, you know, 70, 80 hours a week in my job. I was working, um, where was I? Oh, I was working for a small mom and pop company um, selling flow switches (laughs) and calibrating transducers. What's a flow
0: switch? (laughs)
1: Okay, what is a flow switch? Yeah. Um,
0: Hi, I'm Flow Switch. It's I, not that
1: kind of flow. Uh, you, uh, um, what is it? You he know, sells
0: some, insurance.
1: No, it's not that kind of flow. It's I gotta forget. It's in you know equipment. You know to yeah, yeah. to you want to track the flow rate of water in I the see. pipes I kind see. of thing. Okay. Um, and transducers. You know, is I'm, somebody
0: out there going like, Christ, they're stupid. They don't know what a flow switch is. <laughs>
1: But that's what my job was when yeah. I first moved here, because that's yeah. what I did back east. But yeah. Um, yeah. in any event, um, at some point, I decided. So what did you do at
0: OPB? And at oh, KB OPB, I worked started?
1: with, um, which is no longer around, I want to say it's the Golden Hour program. Golden? <laughs> golden
0: you, you worked at Golden Showers? I did not
1: <laughs> say that, and I knew as soon as I uttered those two words. <laughs> that's what everybody called it. Out.
0: That's what everyone called it. It's funny, the old Golden Hours office is now where uh, KMHD is. Okay, which... In that building.
1: All right. Was that where OPB Music is, too, or did they... Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was my first Uh um, foray into radio, Uh and it was the old knob. Uh, It was, you know, it had probably... You know, 10 channels, if you will, right. and had the the big knob you turn, not the the slider. Not something that
0: OPB would throw a lot of money in. <laughs> no.
1: But it was fun. All and right. so. Um, did you, what did you do? Did you so read? So I read. Did what you, I did yeah, was yeah. I read the newspaper. I love that.
0: I did that. I did that in Baltimore. I had a terrible crash in my life. And the whole career went out the, out the window. I mean, I had been, I had my work in front of millions of people. I had a, you know, and and then and then I had nothing. I was driving a cab, nothing, mm-hmm. right? And and it got worse. To get back in, just to claw my way back in and get some chops again, that's exactly what I did. And it was yeah. so much fun. Did you read the comics?
1: We read the comics. We did the Safeway I ads. I love that. And we'd read, uh, we'd also get some, um... AP Wire yeah. from the real news people yeah. across the yeah. hall. I yeah. think that's when I met Beth Hyams. Uh-huh. Probably uh-huh. the first time. She helped me get that Wire copy. Yeah, yeah. And um, what, we had so much fun. What,
0: com- what comic did you, did you enjoy reading?
1: Oh, God, I can't even remember. I can't even remember.
0: I enjoyed two. Uh-huh. Mary Worth, huh, uh-huh. Zippy the Pinhead.
1: <laughs> oh, Zippy the Pinhead. I probably think, you know, um, was it Archie, Kathy, oh, oh, oh God, Archie. you know, all Archie that stuff. B- B- Betty and Veronica. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a load of fun, and that's yeah. how I got my chops. Yeah. A little bit of confidence, so yeah. when I started pounding on the door at Kabu, because uh-huh. even back then, and always will be, it's not an easy to get plugged in yeah. situation. You have to be quite clever uh... diligent Why and persistent well oh, i don't know you know
0: you know but you can't say.
1: i do <laughs> yeah there you go yeah. i have uh... theories and yeah. well not theories, cuz i have ended up working there for yeah. quite a while um, but we we won't get into that
0: yes yeah, i i i i i i've never known anything about cable yeah.
1: it's know? a fascinating entity and so when i got involved there yeah. I was, it was like being in a candy shop, a candy shop that I had never been in before because it was in that moment. It wasn't the OPB experience. So that was part of it that I thought, oh my God, broadcasting, Uh radio broadcasting. Uh And even though it was a challenge and there were, you know, uh, issues of trying to get involved, I was persistent. Uh And I just remember, because when I walked in there, you know, I had my my suit and my pumps and my briefcase, you know. And then there was the bearded lady and there was the guy (laughs) in the sparkle dress, okay. And I'm like, whoa, we (laughs) don't have these folks in Philadelphia, not that I know of, you know what I mean. So it was a really, wow, eye-opening experience across the board. Uh. And so when I went into orientation, I was – it was the bug bit. And so then I figured, well, I want to learn. So the volunteer coordinator at the time, Deborah Howells, um, recruited me to voice the community calendar, the Friday community go. calendar. I was so proud. It was at my day job. Yeah, I said, okay, everyone. Gather around the radio, <laughs> right? Isn't that funny? Gather yeah. around the radio. Oh, yeah. It's eleven fifty-five. I'm going to be on the radio, and my coworkers and my boss. You know, we would stand there and listen for the three to five minutes as I did the community calendar. <laughs> it's one of my proudest moments. So then, the news director, Mike Broderick, at the time heard yeah. me, recruited me to do some guest anchoring um, in the evening news, uh-huh. and um, I was hooked. Oh, yeah. even more so i fell in love with yeah, radio yeah. journalism and yeah. so got involved there and then figured out how to navigate uh mm-hmm. how to get involved more and more so it ranged from doing tabling mm-hmm. to cleaning the toilet to doing news <laughs> to creating a mm-hmm. voice of her own with mm-hmm. my uh, then dear friend rose bach which was mm-hmm. a program showcasing the female voices mm-hmm. here in portland as well as you know yeah. Um, internationally, and um, did that for a couple of years. Got elected to the board, stupidly, a couple of times I ran, um, but really had a cross-section of uh, volunteer experience. And then um, there was an opportunity to become an interim evening news director. Ooh. And leading up to that, I had taken a year's sabbatical. Oh. I thought this is the only time in my life I'm yeah. going to be able to do this. So I did that, and in that a little soul searching Mm -hmm. and tried to figure out what I wanted to do next. And one of the things was radio was important to me. Radio journalism was Mm -hmm. something that really got me excited and um, Uh uh, it was something I really wanted to be involved in. So with my own initiative, I created a six to eight week reporter's workshop, Uh co-developed curriculum recruited instructors mm-hmm. recruited participants had like 45 50 people involved a free thing and it ran the full gamut and you know i had never done anything of this before i was of course uh, tapping into my experience in the newsroom working yeah. with the then news director in that regard so it was like this is what i want to do and then of course you know fate the universe yeah. right it if it's meant to be it all works out and then at that time The news department was going through a major change, uh, expanding. They were dumping Pacifica news at the time. Uh And um, the then news director resigned, and I was asked to come in as interim to launch uh, this new hour-long daily newscast. And it was, Tom, it was the funnest thing the most stressful, yeah. funnest yeah. thing yeah. I ever wow. did. Working with volunteers, uh-huh. working with staff, working with community, yeah. creating this amazing news service uh-huh. and being in that job for a couple of years and going out in the community yeah. and hearing the feedback from them. Oh my gosh, this was the newsroom we all, the new service that we always thought was not perfect. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that. It wasn't just me. I'm not right. saying that. Yeah. It was just, in a way, Kibu collectively came together in collaboration Uh to make something beautiful happen. And that's a rare occasion. It happens periodically at KBOO. You know, that wasn't the only time, but so in any event, um, there were some other changes and I was asked to be the station manager. I asked them to hold the board, to hold the thought that I needed to go have a martini moment and write my pros and cons. And you know, the pros outweighed the cons. So I went for it and um, that really was like the catapult into changing my career, uh, from selling flow switches and transducers and yeah. positive displacement rotary screw pump, technical support, <laughs> um, into community radio. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, so I was there with Caper for a while and, um, then ran for my life at some point as many people do. And, uh, what does that mean? Oh, it was Interesting. It was very. It, it's one of the most creative, yeah, kookiest, yeah. painful uh, cultures to be involved with. Yeah. I I was looking through some old photos. This is so funny, and I'm yeah. sure probably because yeah. I knew we were going to be talking yeah. about it, yeah. it, prompted me yeah. to look. And a fascinating thing, isn't this amazing with human nature? We look back at times and we think, uh-huh. "God, that sucked." Yeah. Can we curse on this podcast? Yes, I could drop the f bomb if I Absolutely. wanted. I could say it fucking sucked. It Fair. Did. I'll probably never say that again okay. on a podcast, but um, but looking at these photos, yeah, and seeing these faces that were actually filled with joy, uh-huh. and even knowing that this person hated that person at the time, and, <laughs> and you know, you could say, well, that's a little schizophrenic or what have you, but my point being was, even though mired in all the crap that's always constantly going on, there was still some beauty found yeah. in why we were all together trying uh-huh. to make this radio station uh, survive and stick around. And so uh, it, it was a fond walk down memory lane. And yeah. it was just a moment just to yeah. see that visual representation, yeah. that it didn't all suck for so many reasons. Yeah. It was pretty spectacular. And, I you know, just working with people, I remember this one gal... Um, named Kate, uh, a little older than I am, and she came in and she was interested in becoming a radio journalist, getting involved. And she had, as I recall, not even really been aware of anything, right? Yeah. So I would say, okay, well, what is what your interests? We uh-huh. were exploring things. She goes, well, whatever, whatever. I don't want to touch those knobs. And um, I said... Well, you know what, Kate? That's the first thing you're going to do. You're going to learn how to be an engineer. <laughs> so she good to, you know, stood up yeah. to the challenge, yeah. and she became an amazing engineer. Uh. And went on to becoming an award-winning documentarian wow. in radio journalism. So there's so many stories. So out of all that yeah. muck, yeah. you know, yeah. Julie Spatier, she did a little mm-hmm. stint there. Uh-huh. Emily Harris, I'm uh-huh. citing a lot of OPB uh-huh. folks and alum uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh.
1: there. Rob Manning uh-huh. got all his chops there, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's a great place for people to explore and discover radio journalism. Yeah. And if they want, yeah. pr- pursue a professional opportunity. So to be yeah. part of that was really exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, I
0: heard I, – I mean, I always heard strange things about the workings of KABU. And I never really – I mean, I I never heard any of the details, even though Jan Mancuso was one of my best friends Mm -hmm. and she was over there.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, uh, uh, Because I was was involved in my own drama with broadcasting uh, at the time.
2: Uh, Very
1: passionate people. Yeah. yeah. Very creative people and some really crazy people. Yeah. So, but good hearts. Yeah. I think really for the most part people are
0: were you there when that whole union organizing thing Mm -hmm. happened oh that's
1: good with lynn yeah um i mean it's uh, i ran into who was it colin fogarty he's he's doing a new job
0: i ran into him at thomas waterdale's party oh really yeah yeah Yeah,
1: well i haven't seen him in quite some time and he's i think he's the ed of confluence project now the same so the first thing was he was so he has what's change. going on with that K-Boo? There's always something I said, "Colin, you know, there's always yeah. going to be something." But yeah, yeah. the thing is for me personally and professionally, if it wasn't for cable, yeah, I would not have changed careers. Yeah. I would have not found my uh, passion. Yeah. And it was after K-Boo that I got my job at WDIY yeah. as an executive director of a station back east. Uh-huh. Um I didn't I worked at All Classical. For a stint, yes, uh, working with the former executive director way back when, uh-huh. uh, helping with things like the license renewal and stuff like that, yeah. and also some administrative stuff. I was uh-huh. a new mom, so it was yeah. perfect. Yeah. And um, you know, then with KZME, and so the thing is, leading up to that point of operations, program development, fundraising, yeah. all of that stuff.
0: So you went from Cabo back east. Yes. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. You sound fine.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I was at Kabu, went to W D I Y. No, no. Kebu, no, no, no. Uh
2: oh. No, no. Were, I was a, at Kabu. We missed a stop here. And I
1: was in Italy. Oh. <laughs> and I reta- and I resigned. Oh. Drinking the best glass of Chianti in my life in a Tuscan villa.
0: You resigned from Cabo- Cabo- in it while you were in Italy.
1: Yeah, well. and then came back and started at All Classical. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was wow. That's right. Then I was at All Classical and um, went to WDIY, Jeez. and then was there for maybe about two years, and then came back to America. culture
0: shock going back east. Huh?
1: Oh my gosh! I yeah. thought, oh, you know, I've been here. I know what. It's- oh, oh, yeah. it was like oh it's like ice water right. in the face. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes
0: yeah. all of a sudden you have to start watching your back again
1: <laughs> and just learning how to navigate yeah oh yeah that culture and yeah. also yeah. you know first of all talk very louder conservative. talk louder talk louder but also you know <laughs> and interrupt people that's right just like talk that talk louder and interrupt
0: people <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i was in the lehigh valley which was very a uh, uh, very unique it wasn't yeah. like philly uh, so gotcha. that was you know pennsylvania dutch country oh that's totally different and oh, geez. so um, yeah trying to figure out what of my memories of having East coast legs yeah, yeah. would fit into that culture as yeah, well. Yeah. So it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. But I was glad to be back in Oregon uh-huh. and to help build KZME. And so uh-huh. that was, you know, a dream job in itself to launch a radio station to support local music Uh huh. and, um,
0: no, it was funny. Um, you know, while all those crazy things were happening at at, uh, at, at K-Boo,
1: yeah.
0: I, I was working at, at uh, KHD when it was out at Mount Hood, when no one was running the station.
1: Yeah.
0: No one was running the station.
1: Yeah. No one. Can oh, I believe it? <laughs> I mean, I know when. Well, because Doug was gone, right? Doug was gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was, was a, there was
0: a period between when Doug left and. In, and they moved over when no one was running the station.
1: Oh, when OBB was managing
0: it? No, before oh. before it Correct. went over to OBB. Okay. Yeah. And for an anarchist like me, it was fabulous. Oh, man. <laughs> you were
1: like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And the funny thing is, I did things at that time in the show I was doing that that I do now on the show that I'm doing. Okay. That had never yeah. been on KMHD before, like playing soul music, for yeah. instance. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, And... Um, of course, you know, they, they brought in the right guy to run KMHD. Uh-huh. Yes, they, you
1: know, I met him, yes. Yeah. And
0: he's just like the best radio boss I've ever had because radio bosses, I've had a lot of bad radio bosses because I've worked a lot in commercial, in commercial mm.
1: broadcasting. I've never...
0: Oh, you ever. have never had the pleasure
1: of... <laughs> no. And that's intentional. Yeah, it's... It's... No.
0: I got fired one time, and... As I was ready to walk out the door of my, you know, after he fired me, uh-huh. he handed me a station jacket. <laughs>
1: it's for free advertising? We don't want you anymore. You're fired. But, you know, wear this around. Get the word out.
0: I left it in the lunchroom.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Commercial radio, corporate radio is a whole... Different animal, yeah, beast is yeah, probably a better word. Monster. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you know, commercial broadcasting, television or radio. Is, so. yeah, yeah. Although there are, you know, I think there's probably, when it comes to big time public broadcasting now, mm-hmm. there's less and less difference between commercial and public broadcasting well, in you know, their it's, behavior.
1: It's interesting. I'm talking about
0: big time now.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's... I of course have not done any analysis of mm-hmm. this, but the business models and best practices yeah. used as far as how programming is determined and what's on the airwaves. and yeah. I would assume, yeah. you know, anecdotally. That's why
0: stuff. I'm very, I'm really happy with uh, what what uh, what Matt Flieger has done with KM, KMHD because he has he has raised the numbers, he has raised the funds, yeah. and raised the quality of the station.
1: Well, there you go. You know, so that's which win, is win, very win. rare. I'm so bummed about Divaville.
0: Well, I mean, he didn't believe me. That yeah. it's not that they wanted to lose oh, Divaville. I know.
1: Yeah. I, know. See,
0: the, I believe the only show that they broadcast twice. Right.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I liked um, <laughs> Jukebox Saturday Night. Yeah. I love. See, I love that old stuff.
0: I used to be. I used to. I used to be on just before him on uh-huh. Saturday nights years
2: uh-huh. ago. Yeah, that was. That was I fun. I was, was Old oh, yeah. art. Yeah. Art. yeah. yeah.
0: A very cool guy, mm-hmm. Art Abrams is a very cool guy. He may play schmaltzy and yeah. and cheesy cheesy stuff on the. I C-Fight love Stadia. schmaltzy. I understand. There's an enormous audience that that. That's a little that.
1: judgmental, harsh.
0: I don't get. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> you've uh, whatever. Met,
1: you've met me
0: before. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me
1: how you really feel, Yeah. Mom.
0: Anyway, so uh, where were you when when you heard about KZME?
1: I was at KZME. I mean. Where were what's the what's the context? No, of that I mean of that?
0: like where were you working when this KZME thing came? Oh, out?
1: I was at working. Oh oh no, I'm sorry, I was at W D I Y. Okay. On the East Coast for Yeah, me. yeah. So um so I applied for this position with Metro East uh-huh. to help
0: launch Metro East is
1: Community Media, it's a public access center out okay. in, in Gresham. Russia. In Gresham, all right. Very similar to Portland Community Media. Right. right. Um and so they decided to expand their service of not only teaching people about how to make television, uh-huh. they thought it was a great opportunity to teach people how to make radio. Yeah. And there was obviously this opportunity because no one was doing it.
0: I have to explain. We, we've been trying to do this now for a couple of weeks. And the first, the first time we tried to do this, you're not going to edit
1: these coughs out. No. Oh, the first time
0: uh, we tried to do this, um, uh, uh, your daughter got sick. Yeah. And then you got sick. Yeah. And so we're actually doing this two days before it goes up on the on, yeah. on organ music, which is very rare.
1: Yes. Well, I appreciate it. And I'm so happy that you could do it. I know. So I apologize, <laughs> folks. I'm yeah. trying not to cough on mic, okay. so that's what you're hearing. But um anyway, yeah. um so I was hired to come back to build the foundation, work with the organization to build a uh-huh. foundation. Uh huh. Of launching this radio station, and uh, which we eventually did. Yeah. And then as soon as we were on the air, really focusing on more elements of managing the station of programming, volunteer recruitment, working yeah. with staff and such. Yeah. Um, but um, I'll tell you, that was a pretty amazing experience okay i got to hang out with really cute indie musicians <laughs> all right hello i mean i had the dream job everyone wants to hang out with the band
0: not a, not everyone wants to hang well, out with indie musicians well me, okay
1: i like hanging out with okay. the cute okay. boys okay oh. they were so cute and so cuter when they were just talking about their music you yes, know yes. their faces would light up yeah, and yeah. and and also the gals too you know just yeah really witnessing the passion of them as musicians yeah and someone paying attention mm-hmm. someone the collective someone kzme and yeah. the community yeah and then hearing from their fans as well and hearing from their fathers and their mothers you know oh, yeah. like oh my gosh I heard my kids song on the radio and it was oh. the proudest moment of my life so some of that you know yeah yeah sweet emotional stuff but I'll tell you, I had band crushes. Like, really? I was so fickle. Oh, that was my band crush. <laughs> Next week it was that, you know, and I can remember one of my earliest ones was <laughs> Ravishers. Uh
2: huh. Uh huh.
1: Forgive me, am I saying his name? Dominic Castillo. He's uh-huh. a jazz guy, so you probably know him. A what guy? A jazz musician. Oh, okay. I don't know. Him. Okay. Um, and and uh, his partner, very poppy. Yeah. I love that. So that's mate pop. Oh, gotcha. Um. So to Brothers Young and then Embris Scott, you know, uh-huh. um, that's a lifelong crush on that band. <laughs> and um, just being really starstruck when I would meet these musicians out in the community. They were, I, I, I was a dork, and <laughs> I will, I will – Embrace that, because <laughs> I uh, wish I was a musician, and yeah. I will never be, though yeah. I have some dreams. But um, never, never, never. Yeah. It's never going to happen. But in any event, I just really admired them for following their heart. Um, and, you know, you interviewed Pilar French not too long ago, lawyer yeah. by day. Did yeah. you reveal that? You know, musician oh, yeah. by night, and oh, yeah. just really dedicated to her craft, her yeah. art. Yeah. And so, anyway, really fun to... Interface because it was mostly that you know people can say well artists aren't they musicians are they you know moody or whatever yeah. well the artists are you know they're clever creative people but mostly I would come across some really great great uh-huh. people and so uh-huh. just having that experience and then tapping into that collective energy that wow a radio station dedicated to playing local music yeah um. Like Swansea, yes. Um, like in Briscott, like, right. Right. oh gosh, Lost Lander. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So, and onward and onward and onward, and more and more and more. So that was a lot and of Red fun. Red Fang. Red Fang. See, I didn't. You know, Who will I will
0: be on the cover of the next issue. Okay. The News, the magazine.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's a little harder sound for me. Yeah. So, um, I would listen to all of it, but I gravitated to the. Yeah. Um, toe-tapping, yeah. dancey. Um,
2: You're not a PBR dancing. girl. No.
1: <laughs> I'm not a true blue hipster, <laughs> indie musician, da-da-da. I'm not, I mean, I got to interface with a lot of musicians. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, music lovers. Yeah. And who came on to DJ, who yeah. music, they really embrace it as a part of the air that they right. breathed. And I didn't have that dedication if you will uh-huh. my dedication was a little different yeah. um and my appreciation was a little different but um learning that getting exposed to different sounds that i wouldn't typically listen to yeah. as well and working with venues we really had a great relationship with secret society um mississippi studios uh-huh. uh, the aladdin oh, theater no, they out there yeah
0: yeah, you know, you're definitely out there. I would. I always wish we could have done more at Oregon music news. I blame our former managing editor for that. But
1: well, um, you know, it's hard. It's heavy. You know, know. lifting to yeah. really try to develop that. We did do some um, audio did. Did with content with, with, with um, Andrew Woodworth. Yes, <laughs> that's right. It was, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Don't go camping. Don't go. camping. I think it's what yeah, it was.
0: But you know, it's, you know it, I mean, the thing is, I, I you know, I I was. I had my managing editor yeah. kind of be in charge of that, and mm-hmm. he never followed through yeah. on style Yeah, Arby, It
1: takes it takes, it takes time until you get it going and stuff like that. Well, so, you know, I mean, it takes – A clear no-brainer there, but um, – it, it
0: takes – all it takes is dedication.
2: Yeah, you know, and I someone mean, to champion and, it. You know, I mean – Yeah. But
1: well, we're not here to sully anyone's name or anything like that. Moving on, so – So, it was really a fantastic situation. Um, Very um, heartbreaking to discover, um, though not surprising, but uh, that it was not going to continue on. So,
0: Okay, what's the real reason why it didn't continue on? I can't tell you that. No.
1: No, I I, I mean, it was 100,000 different reasons. But I think, really, what I can say, my perspective is that Portland is changing, as you know. Oh, yes. Portland also, and I know this is very subjective, but um, is a town with some really great radio. Right? Uh, You have choices. You have options. And so, you know, we're a small, you know, relatively small community, right? We're growing, but obviously, but a lot of radio for this town.
0: Bill Foster used to say, we're all playing to the same 10,000 people.
1: Right. So... (laughs) There wasn't enough, I don't think, bandwidth to say, okay, we have the public station, yeah. we got the jazz station, we yeah. got the, all, even though they're very different audiences. Right. I, you know, I kept hearing, oh, the pie is big enough, we just have to make the pie higher. No, it still cuts into. Are you in talking so
0: about steps. financial support or or, whole, or, or, or 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 listening audience?
1: All of it. Yeah, really. It wasn't one thing. I yeah. mean, financial support, of course, is a big part of it. Right. A startup that, um, yeah. you know, was trying to build awareness. You need uh, so uh, you need a major <sighs> machine behind yeah. that. So yeah. X-Ray, they they had that. Right. So, um, for example, and Portland Radio Project, you know, has that to, to a certain degree. Um, but you really had a lot of planets need to align for it to really yeah. get it to that level. Right. Keeping it going at that level, of course, yeah. is yeah. what every station is I, I had a,
0: a theory, and, and, and I, don't, I don't know if it's true. It was just something that occurred to uh-huh. me was that um, me was basically for millennials, pretty much.
1: Well, I would challenge that. I mean, that's one interpretation. And that
0: that millennials don't like their music curated for them. Well, that's an interesting thing, yeah. And they don't consume their music on on radio. Right.
1: So there was trying to find our business model, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And developing programming because everyone had a different opinion. Right. Um. Um, should it be sure. freeform, you yeah, know. Yeah. Well, no one's gonna listen for long, you know what I mean? Or right. it's very niche that way, you know. So, all the arguments or the cases were right. made. Right. Well, what is our opportunity? Can we have more AAA-ish sounding, but really drop in yeah. some Red Fang that you might right. not hear yeah. on Kink? You know what I mean? Right. And that kind of stuff. But how to do that? So it was still a baby. It was a toddler, right. um, and because of other many things, like I said, yeah. Yeah. it just didn't get to grow up. But and that was sad. That when I heard the final news that it was going bye-bye's, yeah. you know, of course, oh great, my favorite job in the world's going away. Yeah. Okay, but right. really, to be honest, I was sad for the musicians. Right. I was sad for the community. Yeah. I was sad for the volunteers who had put a lot of their heart and soul into it, um, and that this great—it was a brilliant idea—but um, it just couldn't make it onward. Oh, oh boy. So then I don't know all the inner workings, but you know, I uh, somehow uh-huh. X-ray yeah. and Metro East paired up, Yes. and I guess maybe the leasing that translator 1071 right, right. some of the volunteers not all of them
0: you know it, on on the tune in app it still says kzme
1: yeah i don't even i yeah i i don't know what's going on, on that there frequency, it's weird yeah i i because those call letters are not real you know
0: they're not no there was never a kzme
1: kz no meaning those call letters kzme yeah. as you yeah. know yeah. or anyone who knows that sort of yeah. wonky side of radio yeah um, was assigned to 91.1 uh-huh. and then that fell away yada yada so Casey Me actually became a branding thing <laughs> wow yeah yeah so that we started branding so our oh, I'm gonna pat myself on the back so the branding awareness yeah, yeah, worked <laughs> yeah it did work yeah. um,
0: well what was so okay so what, was the call, what were the call letters assigned to that frequency?
1: Oh, something like you know to 1071? Yeah. Like oh God, you think I know this, but who pays attention? K266XT or really? something like that. You know translator wow. call yeah, letters, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but then when we were um, using all classicals HD2, yeah, we had the legal ID had to be uh-huh. KQACHD2. Oh, because of and you had that. to say that, and we had to say that at the top yeah, of the yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah, but we yeah. always followed up a right. programming so- service brought to you by right. you know right. Casey M. That was our brand. Nobody knew that. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, so we had a great, only, strong only, brand. Only
0: to radio people, however. Right.
1: <laughs> but, you know, when we talked about it, you know, it's like, well, what's the yeah. identity? Yeah, well, yeah. the intention was KZME. That right. was the call letter. So right, that's right. what we went with, to build yeah. that awareness. So we had yeah, a way yeah. to talk about it. Oh, I'm with KZME. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. played on KZME. Right. And so that we had that discussion. Did we go to frequency or whatever, whatever. So we wrote those call letters. Huh. So, huh. yeah, it was Really sad. Really sad. Oh. But there you have it so personally you know that yeah. was a major um moment yeah. of woohoo and what so do you have, like what do you do now so what i i'm in the nonprofit sector i'm a development director yeah. which was one of my favorite things because fundraising it's about yeah. relationship yeah yeah stuff
0: but you did you did
1: you, oh so i what i did is i took a little breather yeah and then um i had some a couple of opportunities to get uh involved in um some of the non commercial stations in mm-hmm. town. Yeah. And um I evaluated and I decided to volunteer for a Portland Radio Project. Mm-hmm. And so I I chose to do that for a number of reasons. One, um I thought I could learn a lot from uh some of the key folks there, Especially like Anessa. Anessa, Anessa, um Rebecca Webb, yeah. um, and some other folks. From the commercial radio side of things. And so I thought what a great way to develop some of my skill sets from their perspective. Uh And then I could share, which they were in need of, um, trying to launch a non-commercial entity Uh radio station, uh, my insights and my my lessons learned over my career in non-commercial radio from a variety of perspectives. So they were so welcoming and um, got immediately plugged in and helped with – some, you know, fundraising stuff and all that kind of stuff. were you doing a, week, a weekly I show? I was doing a show. I launched Trixie Pop, which was yeah. a show I started at KZME back in the day. Yeah. Was which that a weekly show? That was a weekly show. It yeah. started out as a podcast uh-huh. um, before we went on the air for yeah. KZME. Yeah. And then I launched it, yeah, on the air. And then um, – Eventually, had to manage the station more so, so I stopped doing Trixie Pop uh, and then only produced an art show yeah. called Art PDX yeah. because it was the only one that offered that kind of radio service for right. local, small, mid sized arts organizations and yeah. artists in that way. So um, I just love music. I thought, what a great opportunity for me to reconnect to the local music, yeah. indie music scene, to provide a space uh, for them on PRPs radio service. Uh-huh. So I did that. So all in all, I, I spent about six months there. Uh-huh. And then it was during that time, um, it really played into my overall life evaluation, you know, mm-hmm. of like what I want to do with my life. Yeah. Um, I was mentoring a woman who I know through the arts community who was interested, and I, I identified it, you know, a natural talent to be on the radio she approached me hey i want to learn i said great come on and co-host i'll teach you and so i remember this was in january uh-huh. she said, i said i need you to drive the car right oh i'll sit over here i'll co-host you operate the board you need to get okay. up to speed on this yada 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 so if i you know i don't want to do the show Yada. Yeah. so great well i remember this moment <laughs> she turned on the mic and her whole being became animated and uh-huh. i in my head I'm like, yeah. oh my god that was me 15 years ago yeah that's not me now oh And so I had this real aha moment, Uh and I'm like, whoa. And it wasn't, I mean, that was sort of like the, I always get my metaphor screwed up, but I'm going to say the last straw and the camel's back, not really, yeah, because it wasn't that negative. It it was the icing on the cake, whatever the damn metaphor is. It just wasn't doing it for me. It wasn't, it was just this aha moment of clarity of like, I have done a lot for community radio, community radio has done a lot for me. I don't have anything more to offer it. And um, I don't have that passion to pursue it. My work is done. So I thought to myself, and I sat with that for like 24, 48 hours. I'm like, yeah, it's time. It's time to retire. Uh And also in the context that, Uh you know, I know there was 24 hours in a day 15, 20 years ago. And I know there's 24 hours a day still in this day and time. But they feel like different 24 hours a day. And I'm a parent um and so i want to be more thoughtful about how i use my time Uh and one of those areas is creatively and one of the things i've always wanted to do was explore delve into some world of writing Uh um i like telling stories on the radio Uh i like hearing people's stories but i wanted to explore another way to tell stories and um find out stories or you know get those stories and so i thought I want to write. I want to write. I don't know what that means, but I want to write things, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to blog. I know that's not writing or journalism. I know we've had that conversation. <laughs> we don't need to go there. Um, but I want, you know, do some blogging. I want to do this. <laughs> I want to do that. I want to, I want to write a book. I don't know, yeah. you know, what have you. And so our dear friend Anna, um, publisher. Uh, Anna Haman. Anna
0: Publisher of Oregon Music News.
1: Yes. Um, said, Hey. We're launching this print publication, yeah. and one of your favorite bands of all time history is releasing an album, Ember uh-huh. Scottu. Do you want to do a review? Uh-huh. I said, of course. Uh-huh. So that was my debut of a written piece of uh-huh. stuff out in the world. And uh-huh. so you guys over at Oregon Music News yeah, have been so <laughs> generous in letting me contribute monthly with a CD review of Pacific Northwest Music
0: letting you yes (laughs) did we didn't beg
1: no um (laughs) no begging was involved really yeah yeah so it all worked out beautifully so thank you the only writer
0: i've been
1: begging so it's a nice little like bite yeah of to explore this yeah and you know so one of my next level of developing this is i want to do a more of a broader piece yeah. a feature piece Good. and really develop that skill set so i thought okay hanging up the radio i mean i don't know maybe i'll go on radio someday well you know here's the thing about that
0: um i you know because i've done i actually spent most of my career in television okay. uh but done that. tons of radio mm-hmm. and tons of print and and internet okay and very early on i it's not like i made a decision to do this oh, that's
1: right you did Oregon rp yeah
0: yeah that's right no, but but i you know i did evening member evening magazine yeah I, I did that in baltimore for 8 years
1: oh my god i didn't uh, know that I story, okay i
0: was a story producer yeah. okay um and, uh, I mean, we used to get a 40 share, you know, at... Oh, okay. God, you know what? I'm and having a moment like, here. Oh, yeah. I'm going back Chef in Tell. time. Remember Chef Tell?
1: Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I used yeah, to yeah. watch that yeah, all yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah. You, you saw my
0: story on, because uh, they, they, were, they were sent all over the country. You uh-huh. saw my story on the guy who tried to, who, who uh, tried to break the world's record for eating raw eggs in, on the eastern shore of Maryland. Oh, my her.
1: God. Anyway,
0: point <laughs> is that... Yeah through all this and I, and I probably go back to Hunter S Thompson as my mm-hmm. as my chief influence was that in no matter what medium I'm working in it's still it's always my voice mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. now I I I try to downplay that with with writers for Oregon Music News
2: right.
0: I don't ever want to eliminate it right. but there's a very there's a big difference between blogging yeah and journalism
2: mm-hmm.
0: I've got writers who I absolutely want I w- I want their voice I want their you know because it's so different yeah. and I've had believe me I've had I, I used to, I've had fights with other people who have worked for Oregon Music News mm-hmm. and I see some people who are are currently uh, you know uh, about the fact that I I want these individual voices right you know?
1: right and
0: uh, so uh you know one, if you if you write with the voice that you use when you tell stories in radio if as long as you leave out the personal pronoun i you've got some
1: hey you know they even have software my friend uh, my friend shari <laughs> said you know cuz i was telling her cuz she said like, come on write write your damn book sister yeah, yeah. like oh i'm as soon as I sit at the keyboard yeah. and I'm every writer, right, deals yeah. with, it. I'm like, yeah. but I can't write like I speak, and I want to speak, I want to write, right? No, but, but you can. But you can. You so she said, you could get software where you could actually sit there and talk in, and it'll well. da da da, and then you da 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 da. But I'm, that was kind of a joke. But, but anyway.
0: No, but but seriously, yeah. you 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 can and you should write in your own voice. Yeah. First of all, especially in this town, people know who you are. Uh-huh. You know. Well, Okay. Uh, as long as you don't talk about yourself, right. that's yeah. the thing. Of course, I get to do that. Yeah, because <laughs> I've I've earned it.
1: <laughs> oh, so when when how, when do I earn the stripes? You got a long Never. Way okay, I have yeah. a long way. <laughs> 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 You're your own personal brand, Tom, aren't true. you? Right. It is, yes, I have. I have. You just need the T-shirt. That. You have a T-shirt yet? Yeah, you earned, need I've some swag. <laughs> um.
0: But you know, like today, I just saw in Portland Monthly magazine one of my writers,
2: mm-hmm.
0: who I have, I have talked to and talked to and talked to and talked to and talked to, and talked to for at least a year, mm-hmm. okay, and who who is just a a rebel. I don't know, she's about twenty five. She's yeah. just a rebel, and I love her. I right? know who she is. We won't name it. But she has a piece in Portland Monthly
1: today. Oh. Is she a regular contributor? Yeah.
0: No, okay. she's just – she's like an intern there.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And I read it, and I went,
1: she listened to me. Oh, uh, look at that. <laughs> because
0: there's there's some of her voice there, but it's, it's a very – and now I don't know what the editing process yes. was. Yeah. They could have toned her down a great deal. Yeah. Because, um, you know uh, – I, I, I i've never tur- i that's not really true I've tried to tear down some yeah. from time to time but I love her I think mm-hmm. she's a terrific writer I love right. her voice you know and uh, I'm, I'm, I, you know I just look at this piece in Portland I think oh like there it is okay. like a, I feel like well, that's a, good. I feel like a dad
1: you know well, you should be because it, through your work working with
2: you know, People I, like
1: me, or that person, yeah, or even yeah, yeah. veteran writers—you know—every yeah. one of those opportunities is to yeah. improve your, I know, your craft. I, it's, so
0: it, it, it's 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 a very a very interesting process.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to it because I I'm trying to find the space for it so. I can do more writing, and um, I'm really thrilled to to finally be – I've done some sporadic – like I did the Ed Kowalczyk interview with Anna um, Uh when he was in town Uh a few years ago. And um, so that was great fun. But to contribute more to Oregon Music News, so it's just –
0: so what is this other job you have?
1: Oh, oh, Um So I am the development director for Oregon Tradeswomen Incorporated. What's that? What that is is a nonprofit. Yeah. Uh, it's been around for well, probably about 10 to 12 years or so, and we do a, a few things. Yeah. Um, we have a free pre-apprenticeship program for women uh-huh. who want to explore the career in trades, whether they want to become a plumber or an electrician or a welder uh-huh. or sheet metal person and so uh-huh. forth and so on. Um, And then we also have um, a program called Building Girls that introduces the world of trades um, through summer camp, uh, construction crews and clubs for middle school and high school. And our big blowout, if you will, career fair uh, happening Uh May 14th, 15th, 16th, Uh mid-May. You can see our website. Tradeswomen.net. Yeah, and and it's a great opportunity because one day is open to the public. Uh So um that's how we open up the whole world of the trades to anyone who's interested. Mm -hmm. And then we have a leadership component where we work with women, tradeswomen, um, to help develop later leadership skills for advocacy work and helping each other and themselves out in the career field. Yeah. Great. All women shop. Love it. There's about 14 of us now. All women on the board. Women, women, women.
0: There's no cute indie guys.
1: Well, I could go out and see tango off the tango. Okay? That's another one of, I love that band. <laughs> oh, my God, Nathan. And that whole band. They're darling. They're so, talk about passion. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Watching yeah. that band. And when you go out and you see these bands, they're not up there uh-huh. posing. Yeah. They're up there playing their hearts out. Yes. That it's just, how could you not fall in love? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, there you have it so um yeah so that's where i'm working you know raising some money to help women become house builders and carpet layers Uh and stuff like that and i've been there about four months almost four months now Uh and so that's a lot of fun and doing you know my um writing just Uh trying to get in there oh and here's my other thing um i want to be an actor i'm exploring that really yeah that's always been like i have this wow that's hard man that's hard acting yeah I did an open call. Have you ever heard of um, Monkey in the House? No. Okay. Small group of youngsters. Uh I say anyone younger than me. um, Youngster. Um, They do these 10-minute plays. I think they show them at the Clinton Street Theater. They do it. So Uh there's one coming up at the end of this month in March um, at Clinton Street Theater. But they had an open, sort of a speed audition. It was fascinating. I was chickened out. But – Plus, they're Harso's youngsters. They're like, get your butt up there, Denise. You can't do an audition. I sucked. I sucked so bad, Tom. But um, I'm not deterred. I'm going to figure out maybe, you know, maybe do some improv or some storytelling or something like that. And I explore my career on, this, on the stage.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, it's theatrical stage. So we'll see.
0: Is your daughter like you?
1: Uh, A little bit. <laughs> As a matter of fact, she's over... Here at Northwest Children's Theater, I popped in there to give her a little really? kiss on the cheek um, cool. during her acting. She's a ballerina. Really? She's an arts girl, uh, so she really loves her ballet uh-huh. and her um, theater. Uh-huh. She is a performer. She's very dramatic. Uh, I don't know where she gets it <laughs> at all. She's a whippersnapper, so uh, yeah. How yeah. old is she now? She's 11, wow. going on 37. She's a tween, God help us all. Oh, Love her. Love her. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> love you, Lila. Uh,
0: yeah. Does she think you're stupid yet?
1: <laughs> oh, God, I've heard that. Hates yeah. me sometimes. Right. Oh, you're so stupid. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still love her. Uh, make it over. That's all right. We did, right? It all comes around, right? Yes. We were total buttheads when we were kids. Right. And, um, right. you know, the, the one of the, the keys to I've learned Every stage of parenthood is tough, right? In its own unique way, each stage. Uh-huh. It never ends. But this special time of tween to teen time uh-huh. is that there's two things. Never take it personally. Oh. You can never take it personally. Yeah. And you cannot turn your back on these kids. Oh. Even if they're calling you stupid, calling you all kinds of names uh-huh. and I hate you or whatever, you uh-huh. know, that's it. Yeah. You can never turn your back on these kids because even though behind that bravado of being a butthead, they're behind there, but don't stop loving me. (laughs) Love me, love me, mommy, love me, daddy, love me. So that's how I'm trying to survive parenting a tween. And may that be my wisdom to you, dear listeners. If you have a tween in your life, don't take it personally. And no matter what, keep showing up because it's important.
0: Well, it's always important to show up no matter what you're doing.
1: Well, yeah, it's great because yeah. it is the what it is.
0: Woody Allen line.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, you know? you're probably way more well-versed in the Woody Allen. But that's also with job-seeking. That's another thing that is out there that um, I've learned so much from yeah. a variety of resources and um, I'm always a resource, uh, especially for women. Uh-huh. Cause, you know, I'm, I'm a woman of a certain age, and we have our certain obstacles and challenges in many areas of life, and job-seeking is one of them. Yeah. And so – Really learned a lot from that experience, mm-hmm. and um, want to document and share that. But I, people, women yeah. come to me now yeah. and ask yeah. for some guidance and stuff. But um, you know, the thing is, you got to do the work, and this would apply to anything in life. Yeah. You, there are no guarantees ever, but you still got to do the work. Yeah. To get what you need to get, whether it's a job, a healthy kid, um, a creative thing, you know, it's you. You still have to do the work a lot of the work there's no absolute guarantee what that quantity is Uh but you know it's going to get better a better outcome if you do it 20 times as opposed to one time so you just got to keep doing the work so I that's what I share with my job seeking friends you just got to keep doing it you got to keep doing it don't stop
0: that sounds like a closer to you.
1: I don't know. That's a good soundbite or whatever. That yeah, like a,
0: that sounds like a perfect closer. To yeah, me. yeah. Thank you so much for coming in.
1: Oh my gosh! I thank with... you for being so accommodating.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, it's funny. I was just on hold for a long time with somebody who uh, was trying to make a doctor's appointment. They said, "Thank you for being patient." I said,
1: "Who's who's patient?" Yeah, That's making an <laughs> assumption. Oh, well, maybe that's a better soundbite <laughs> okay. to close on.
0: Well, thanks a lot. Appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Tom.